Everyone at work always moans I'm too loud. They don't tell me anything in confidence. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad I started recording. (laughs) You are very loud. I can't help it. (laughs) Can't help it. Because they'll start talking to me and they'll go, just be quiet. Like, You're making a scene telling me to be quiet. <laughs> You're if you... making a scene. <laughs> you need who? <laughs> if you just you didn't did raise... What? Everyone knows they can always hear me. They don't pay attention. Just carry on. <laughs> yeah, but it depends what you're saying. <clears throat> Once I was having a meeting about 50 yards away from everyone else and they heard every word of my conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have this much trouble with the other podcasts? No, because they don't say anything funny. <laughs> <laughs> Not on Gritty Ron. It's deadly serious. Oh, I thought you meant um, Too Much Time on Hands. No, that's that a long well. fest. It is. Except when you get stuck in. Thanks. Do you fucking podcast? <laughs> I think that's the start. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Welcome to Too Much Time on Our Hands, the theatrical cut. Hi, I'm Sonia and I'm joined um, by Terry. Hey, Terry. Hi, Sonia. And joining us again this week for our sins is Dan. But I'm in the background. I'm aloof. <laughs> Never gets old. I know that's my fault. That's the worst thing about it. Yeah. Dan's our silent... <laughs> you reap what you sow. Dan's yeah. our silent partner this week. We were going to mute him, but he's got a few things he'd like to say. And another thing. <laughs> so uh, that's what we're going to do. Last week we pulled remakes out of the hat so we're going to be talking about remakes this week but we've got a few bits and pieces we'd like to cover first we're going to do our weekly roundup but before we do that terry and i have had quite a few nice messages this week um from people telling us how much they like the podcast so that's quite nice isn't it's it always nice to have positive feedback it is isn't it it, just it makes, is. makes a change from our normal <clears throat> negative feedback that we get but that's normally work related yeah generally yeah Life-related, relationship-related. But no, we had some really lovely feedback, um, so that's really nice. So thanks, guys, for getting in touch and telling us that you like what we're doing, and we'll try to keep doing what you like us doing. You may have seen we're up to 54 in the Hobbies and Games charts as well, so thank you for listening. Is that just on iTunes, Dan? Yeah, it changes quite regularly, so we're not anymore. But we were... Hey, Dan! Fucking piss on the parade, why don't you? (laughs) What? I'm so glad we asked you to come. (laughs) Sorry. But yeah, no, it's it's good. We've... um, we, we're regularly bouncing in and out of the chart, which is nice. Which is about all you can hope for. Unless you... Surely you could hope for being higher in the chart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, let's dream big, Dan. Let's dream big. Top 40. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, aside from being higher in the chart, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's all you could hope for. But being yeah, able good, to really do good. this as a living and not have to work. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, anyway, moving on. Right, let's have a look at our weekly roundup. So... We took a trip. No, we didn't. No, it was we an independent trip. We went separately. We went separately. So we all saw Jurassic World. Fallen Kingdom. That's it, because I didn't know the full title. Um, Terry, what did you think? So I am a massive fan of the Jurassic series, so the original Jurassic Park trilogy. Jurassic World really blew me. The first one, not the second one, really blew me away. I wasn't expecting a lot. So I went into this one with 
tempered expectations because I hoped it was going to be as good. I don't think it's quite as good as Jurassic World, but I think that's more because it's very different to the Jurassic Park and World formula. It's not people running away from dinosaurs on a, on an island, which I think with subsequent viewings, this might come across as a better film or like more enjoyable. And I gave it four out of five. I think it potentially could be a five on Ooh. rewatching. I think the second half, which is completely different to anything we've had in a Jurassic Park film up to now, in that, well, I don't want to go to, but in that compound, mm. I think so creepy, so scary. There's some like genuine scares in that bit. Okay. And the bits on the island, I thought, were what you expected. We got to see Rexy, Blue's back. Um, yep. You could, just got the dinosaur in my head. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought they did well with the relationship between Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard as well. They didn't keep them samey. They mixed them up. I think they've done a really good job with her character, like evolving her from the last film. Mm. But yeah, no, I really, really enjoyed it. So did my wife. What did you think, Son? Well, um, I actually preferred it to the last one. Um, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I did see I, that on your Insta. Yeah, I I thought the trailers for it looked shit, if I'm honest. I think I, the trailers were deliberately made to make it look like a normal Jurassic yeah. film. So I went in uh, with low expectations, and I went, you know, you know, I'll go and watch anything in the cinema. Yeah. We both will, and um, but obviously a big film like uh, Jurassic World, we will go and definitely go and check that out. Um, yeah, much, much better than I was expecting. I have to say, though, for me, um, any kind of, um, you know, animal in anguish slash danger, um, whether, I think I know whether, the bit you're talking about. whether it's real or not, or, or a made up... Are you um, talking about the boat pulling away from the island? Made up CGI <laughs> animal. Jesus Christ, I was ready to just pack my bags and walk that out that whole, point. Yeah. There is like a five minute bit in the film where it is heartbreaking. Terry, uh, Dan's shaking his head and laughing. Because he's dead inside. Because he's dead inside, yeah. Just just imagine that short little dog. I laugh my way through all the film, like moments like that, to be fair. Oh, is it to stop yourself you? from crying? They're not real! I know they're not real, but, <laughs> yeah, that's, but that's exactly... Virtually every film you ever watch isn't real. But True. I think it must be a sign of a good film if you can immerse yourself in the fact that a, a non-real dinosaur is... In, As opposed to a real dinosaur that's peril. not real. Well, that's exactly, that's exactly my point. It's not... No, that they did that so... That really was heartbreaking. It was really, that really well done. I was proper devo and I was just like, I can't carry on with this. But it easily balanced out for me um, because I think someone else in the room might agree with me. That as much as I love the dinosaurs and I don't like to see them in pain or hurting or dying, um, it's balanced out by the fact um, that I really don't like uh, Chris Pratt in it. Do you not? No. Um, There's another I, shake of the head across no, the No, I agree. I, I find him very a very unlikable character. Um, he's, he's just Andy Dwyer to me um, and always will be. And I can't really... <laughs> Like when I watch him in anything else, I'm just kind of like, Pfft. even Guardians, I'm just like, he's better in Guardians, but in well, the I've still not seen Parks and Rec. So in the Jurassic World films, um, I don't like his character. And there was certainly a part. I don't think he evolved as much from the last one to this one. Whereas like Bryce Dallas Howard's character, <laughs> I was like completely transformed. His like motivation just seems a bit odd in this film, but. Yeah, um, I just find him quite watchable. I so he's not a, like the best actor ever, but unless he's Andy, for me, I mean I'm the bit where he's flipping away from the lava. Although um, it did have um, 
It did have shades of uh, Leo on the Ludes in Wolf of Wall Street. <coughs> that was actually quite funny. Yeah, when he flipped himself <laughs> over, I was thinking, <laughs> how is he, as he dislocates, I to do that. That was quite good, but just, you know, that aside, let's be honest, so he's drugged then. <laughs> he's, got, yeah. he's lost control of his body. And that, you know, that bit I found quite amusing. Otherwise, I didn't really like him, but as a whole, I preferred this film to the last one. Dan, did you go and see it? Yep. <clears throat> I preferred it to the last one as well. I, I I think my problem with this character is he's just not... Chris Pratt's such a likeable guy, and they've told him to be a little bit... He's just slightly unlikable in the film. That's the problem. I can't... Mm. I, can't I like... I, I can't put my finger on why. I don't like this. these overtones of um, really, you know you'd be really happy if you had a family, which seems to be throughout a lot of the Jurassic Park films. Like, especially in Jurassic World, you've got career woman who um, life just isn't fulfilled. And then, like, she has to look after a kid, and then all of a sudden her life's slightly more fulfilled. And it's, it, I understand that that's not for everyone. And I'm, that's but then she's st- not seeing him anymore, is she? So that was, she didn't work out. No, it didn't work out at all. Um, I like this one. I thought it was a good film. I... Um, I, I was slightly joking about the laughing at all the scenes. I, I the, the the yeah the dinosaur just sinking into the dust bit is uh, pretty grim. In silhouette. Yeah. Um, it was a lovely shot. I tell you what else was a good shot. Sorry, Dan, to cut, to cut in that dinosaur that they made by splicing two together. Yeah. Shot where it's um, on top of the building and like almost howling against the moon. Mm. And I thought that was very like werewolf esque. And the creeper into really, the bedroom really as well. I really, really liked it. But that's the, the scene specifically mm, yeah. against the moon, well, yeah, I thought that, that was really nice. The long done. claws. <clears throat> yeah, I liked the long claws. That the, was cool. Mark Mark Kermode's described as the Nosferatu moment. Oh, okay. Yeah. So comes, comes yeah. in like this yeah. with their claws. I was, yeah, it was very very horror movie. I yeah. thought uh, those bits. Um, I mean, Terry did warn me. You you thought there were some like genuine scares in it. I didn't. Mm. Well, not scares. That just proper sort of. Creepy, like yeah. say the bits where it's cre- think, stalking around the compound. Yeah, and stuff. I didn't, I didn't really get that from it, and I was, I was waiting for. Well, it was never going to be out and out scary because it's a kids' mm. film, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought, I thought it was better than the last one. Had some really good acts in it as well. I don't know whether it's, it's, has one of them been in any of that. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Toby Jones. He's really yeah. good in it. He's good in everything. Exactly, yeah. Is he, he really he's... that small, or was he like standing no, he is in a quite little short. pit? Because <laughs> I thought he looked smaller, but they somehow given him bigger teeth. Mm. Um, Maybe the big teeth made him look smaller. Maybe on... Rafe Spool's just quite tall, because obviously he spends most of his time yeah. stood next to Rafe Spool. Mm. I think Rafe Spool's maybe stood on a milk crate. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, um, it was the, fun, The editing it? was bad. Like, there's bits where it's just a full room, then all of a sudden an empty room. And you do see a few people running away, but you, it, it doesn't really add up. Yeah. But um, I love how they change from big, put together dinosaur in a big open expanse to almost like a haunted house kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that's claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Really like that. Um, can I just talk about? Can I just talk about a few trailers that I saw? Just thought looked pretty. Oh yeah, the trailers. So very exciting. Skyscraper Terry. <laughs> Thoughts? I think it's going to be shit, but an enjoyable yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, like when it finished, I, I said rounds of rich, and I was like, "That looks awesome." They haven't given him enough. It's the tallest building <laughs> ever made. There's a fire halfway up it. Your family are above the fire. The only way you can get on is a crane. Oh, and by the way, you've got a prosthetic leg. <laughs> <laughs> it, it what just, else could they have given that man to deal with? Oh, and here's a tortoise that you brilliant. have to carry at all times. Yeah. No, an egg, and you can't break <laughs> the egg. 
Um, why a tortoise? That's the first thing that came into my head. It's slow, first it? thing that came into your head. <laughs> I was thinking you could wear it as a shell on the back. <laughs> Imagine the rock with a tortoise on his back. <laughs> I um, think it's box office gold, if nothing else. I, yeah. I, I mean, it already it sets up the line, who's that on your back? That's Michelle. <laughs> But I, I will definitely be queuing up to see it, but I will go in with very low expectations. It, I think it'll be an, another rampage. But obviously this one just got a lot more emotion thrown into it because his wife and kids. And yeah. he's a uh, like an Afghan vet, isn't he? That's and why I he's like, lost his um, leg. I quite like Neve Campbell as well. I find her quite watchable. Yeah, it's quite so. strange to see her rocking up in what looks like quite a big sort of tentpole blockbuster because she hasn't I really was, been in those kind of films. Oh, yeah, I was actually quite excited to see her on the screen. I was thinking, oh, this would be quite good. We haven't, yeah, we haven't seen her for a while. Um... And I like her, so yes, I'm looking forward to Skyscraper, yep. and I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, Ant Man and Wasp movie. That's my first trailer I've seen of that. I'm very excited. Oh, it looks mm. so good. I honestly, I was so chuffed with the trailers that I got for Jurassic. If it, actually, I think the trailers were better than the film I saw the other <laughs> night. It's, it's, it's been a running joke on the other podcast with the 65 feet. Yeah, 65. I love yeah. it. It's great. I'm very much looking forward to that film. Workouting. Yeah, oh, sure. 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah, defo. It looks really, really good. And the other one which I got very, very excited about was um, Ocean's 8. Oh, I cannot wait. Same. Oh, If nothing my. else, just to see Kate Blanchett and Sandra Bullock sharing a screen is oh, enough for me. Oh, my God. I was thinking exactly the same thing. How hot do those two look together? But just all eight of them. Oh, I was yeah. just like, oh, this is going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm I, very, very excited. As previously excited. said, I love a caper movie, so that's exactly what <clears> it is. Yeah, be interesting to see if there's any cameos from Ocean's Eleven. You imagine there'll be someone to sort of set up the fact that they're like it's a shared universe now. Mm. Um, yeah, absolutely loved it. There's three, I think, really cracking looking films coming out. I mean, Skyscraper is going to be dumb. I also got the new Mission Impossible trailer as well, which Did looks you? amazing. How come you've got four trailers and I only got three? I don't know if I got Ant Man. It's just I've seen the Ant Man oh, trailers. Okay. But yeah, no, Mission Impossible looks fucking mental. I um, love the Mission Impossible. What screen films. were you in? Uh, two. It's in screen Super three. screen. It was, yeah, it was absolutely boiling when I went to see. I was stuck to my seat. That's just you in general, though. Yeah. Right? That might be my seat. That's the oh one I went to see. no! I went like, leftover really, Dan juice. I went in, oh like, god! Like, I thought really, it smelled of lard. I went in like running <laughs> shorts as well, <laughs> and they're really rid up. So, rid up. so and he lugged up. Sorry, lunged his way up the stairs. <laughs> like really rid up. So that slight dampness was probably. <laughs> Me just enjoying the film a little too much. Oh. Full sack contact. Exactly. Oh, Betty Swallocks. Stop now, sorry. That's dreadful. Right. Are we all done? Weekly round? Anything else? Oh. Terry, you... Uh, so, oh, I mean, I watched... It. Dan, you're silent, remember? Unless we ask you to speak... That's it. it, mute yourself. Good yeah, night. mute yourself. You uh, so the only other film I've watched... I hope that wasn't meant for me. The only other film I've watched that isn't related to the topic, which... Could actually be related to the topic because it is sort where well, it's more of a reboot than a remake. Oh, come I watched, on, spit it out. I watched the new Tomb Raider film, which you told me was god awful. <clears throat> My mate Rob, who lent it to me, told me it was god awful. I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was brilliant. I think she holds up the English accent very well throughout the whole film. I don't think I said it was god awful. I think you I refused said it to was... go and see it again. I said it was boring. I. I didn't see that. I mean, admittedly, I wasn't in a cinema, so I had my phone. Did so she was... raid a tomb at any point? Yeah, she does right at the end. That's is a tomb. She? Is she? Did yeah. she really raid it? Did she just like, wander in? Well, this is like the opening of the... This is meant to be the start of the new franchise, isn't it? This is like her... Apparently, it's a reboot from the... I've never played the Tomb Raider game, so I don't... maybe that's part of the reason I liked it. 
because I've um, not played the games. Oh, oh, hold on, Dan's piping up. It's pretty much scene for scene that first reboot of the game. But yeah, but yeah, no, I th- I thought it was enjoyable. I would watch it again. I would watch another <laughs> one if they made another one. I'd go and watch a next one um, because I think she's super hot. As a film, I just I just found it a very dull um, experience, and I preferred. The Angelina Jolie versions. I haven't seen them for a long time. It was also nice to see Walton Goggins on the big screen as well. You don't, uh, he is like the guy on the island who killed her dad. The guy who's like yeah, the yeah. main bad guy. Is that his real name? Walton Goggins, yeah. I like that name. He's in The Hateful Eight as well. That's a good name. Yeah, beautiful name. Um, anything else? No, everything else is related to this week's topic, so I'll cover that as we get to it. Dan? Yeah? Do you watch anything else this week? So... Fairly recently, you lent me a film. Fairly recently? <laughs> Fairly recently? Um, Mother. and um, No spoilers, please, because I'm borrowing it once you eventually return it's it. It's pseudo-intellectual bullshit. It is one of, worst, right up my street. one of the worst films I've seen in a very long time. I was legitimately angry. And I watched it at one o'clock in the morning, and I was legitimately angry watching it. Is that why you were angry though? Because you were just you know tired. What? Yeah, maybe. I actually feel like I'm getting indigestion. Yeah. Listening to you rant about it. It's such a bollocks film. Like, <clears throat> if I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm so angry. He's done. I'm done. Well, so. actually, if if we think back to um, the early days, was it the second episode we did was worst movies? Yeah. And I think I included Mother as one of my most yeah, because you'd only given movies. it one star or something. Um, because my problem with it was I had to Google um, what I'd actually just watched. And it also gave me anxiety when I was watching it. Um, so heavy-handed. You know when they're well. all coming into the house? Yeah. And it's, at first... It's not spoiled. Okay. No, because it's what happens in the film. At first, you just think... Well, at first, it's, it's uninvited guests, um, which I, <laughs> I have issues with anyway. I hate people coming to the house. Yeah, it takes us 15 minutes to get in the door every week. Oh, it's dreadful. I've got salt across the threshold and everything. <laughs> so they somehow managed to pass across it. I can see Dan fizzing a little bit every time he comes in. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I got anxiety watching it because um, because of the people in the house. Um, and then when it finished, I was just like, I genuinely don't know what I've just watched. But Dan and I both agree that one redeeming feature is that Jennifer Lawrence looks super hot in it. She's smoking. Does she it. ever not look hot? No. no. We've discussed this. She's going in the hat as well, by the way. We've, okay, we've yeah. decided just so we can... Um, what's that face for, Dan? I don't have anything to do with your podcast. Except to edit it and I'm on it. Can't last about three times now. Oh, shut up. Dan has everything to do with the podcast. Um... <laughs> Never going to get old, is it? No. Okay. Like that time when Terry did his Alan Partridge impression. (laughs) (laughs) Or compared you to the granddad from King of the Hill. Yeah, this is fun. I love being here. (laughs) Right, so anything else, Dan? Do you watch anything else? I watch Deadpool 2. And? It's good. Really good. Did you prefer it to Jurassic World? Yes. Did you lol? Um, A lot. It was a cinema with five people in it. It's one of those awkward moments where someone made eye contact with me while I was laughing and then I felt weird about laughing afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so this woman turned around and she's like, it's good, isn't it? And I'm like, oh shit, no. should no. probably put my cock away now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what, I never what, think that. <laughs> what bit did you uh, loll at? Um, shirt cocking, that's all I'll say for starters. I liked that. Um, Vanisher as well. Vanisher was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. you see who Vanisher is yeah. as well. He's like, <laughs> that's awesome um, 
I can't think of anything. I mean, the whole bit of them jumping out. Yeah, that whole X-Force scene is just hilarious. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. and legitimately emotional as well. I thought it was like there were there was moments in it where I was like, oh, this is quite sad. That particular scene or the film? Uh, The well, the one scene. Yeah, but yeah, I was quite shocked that happened. Yeah, yeah. But then the the opening credits kind of like. Any emotion you felt, the opening credits kind of I missed the opening easy. credits because my mum decided to ring me while she had Daisy. So I was like, oh my God, I need to answer the phone. And she was just like, is it all right if I pick you up 10 minutes later? You didn't need to ring me for that, did you? <laughs> so by the time how I old, got... How old are you? I am 33 years <laughs> yeah, old. Yeah, so your mum probably didn't need to ring you to see what time you're picking up. No. Baby. Um, right. Are we done? Yeah. Well, I don't know what I'm saying, but yeah, I, I, I'm just here. That's it, you mute yourself. Right. Let's crack on with remakes. We're going to start off. Actually, Dan, you might need to unmute yourself again in a minute. We're doing the quiz. Terry's, Terry's done like a little quiz first. Terry's going to go through. So we're talking remakes. Um, and Terry has compiled a list of the five highest grossing remakes. Adjusted for inflation as well. So this is if they were out now. Yeah. So they're all competing on a level playing field. And Dan, have I, Dan and I have got to try and guess what they are. I think Dan's going to do better at this than me. Okay. So ha- are we going to do this as a? Attention. You're both going to give an answer, and we like top up points, or is it just going to be so you can guess the right answer? I'll just have a little bit of fun, shall we? Okay. So we'll start off with but so I'll win. number six on the list, yeah. which adjusted for inflation made two hundred ninety million dollars, is the Ocean's Eleven remake. Okay. Okay. So what do we think was number five? <clears throat> I can give clues. I've got like release dates, the amount it made. Yeah. Give us a, yeah, give us yeah. a few clues. So this went on to this made three hundred and three million dollars, and was released in two thousand and five. Hmm. But release dates I'm never good yeah. with. Maybe give, um, maybe give us a bit. Directed by a very famous director, who has made films or trilogies of films that me and Sonia enjoy very much. Oh blimey! There you go. I can't think of anything that Terry and I enjoy doing together. Give us a bit more. Is it a... No. Uh, The said trilogy was filmed in New Zealand. Oh. Which has nothing to do with this film. King Kong, then. Correct. Peter Jackson's King Kong. Number four. Oh, that surprises me. What? That's number five. Adjusted for inflation. Mm. Yeah, I know. But no, I didn't think it would be higher. That was very popular, like the first two weeks. Okay. The gangbusters. Uh, so number four, three hundred and twenty million, released in May two thousand and one, and this is a sequel to a. So it was remade, and then the sequel was also remade. Ocean's Twelve, no, no. There are no films from like the same set, if that makes sense. No, it doesn't make sense. So it's a sequel. What yep. kind of genre is it? Will that give it away? Adventure is what it's got on my list. <laughs> Set in the early 1900s. Count Monte Cristo. No. No, it's not. Uh... No, it's not. Is it? Uh, not a main actor because that would give it way too much stars. John Hanna. The Mummy returns. Correct. <laughs> the Mummy returns. Well done, Dan. That's two in the bag for Dan. Had John Hanna in it. <laughs> Number three, 327 million, and was released on my birthday in 2017, so September the 8th. Beauty and the Beast. Incorrect. 
Last we year. saw it. this together. Yeah, I was gonna say we saw this together oh. on my birthday. It is the It remake? Was it your birthday? Yeah, you made that much money. That's amazing. Yep. That it's the highest grossing horror film. Number two, three hundred twenty-seven million. It made a few hundred thousand more than It, adjusted for inflation. Two thousand and five, sci-fi action film. The original was black and white. Uh, War of the Worlds. Correct. Starring well Tom done, Cruise, Dan. directed by Steven Spielberg. Number one, 500 million. Whoa. March 17th, 2017. Beauty and the Beast. Correct. <laughs> Who'd have thought it, eh? Who'd have thunk it? So there's I... some other surprising ones on that list. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is number seven. Wow, that is yeah. surprising. The Longest Yard is number 15. What? <laughs> the First Mummy was number 10. That's. I I seem to remember the first money being quite popular. That's yeah. That's really weird. That's really. And when we did, um, when we were talking about films of the Rock, um, although he wasn't in all the Mummy films, quite a lot of people were saying that they enjoyed those films. Yeah, well, he's in. Is it the Mummy Returns? He's in the like. He's in like the last two minutes of the worst CGI character ever created. Okay, cheers for doing that, Harry. That's all right. Um. <laughs> Dan's trying to get his keys out of his pocket quietly. Just jangle them, that's fine. Like that's all he did jangling. all that and then he just threw them on the chair. Well, just tell me to just jangle. Oh, there we go. I told me to do that and then. Oh, yeah, um, anyway, right, so that's our highest grossing um, uh, remake. Some surprises in there, I think. Uh, nice to see it so high up. Um, okay, now we're going to look at. Um, we've compiled a list of five uh, horror movies. Um, we have. Which Terry's going to take us through um, remake, you know, remakes that we've quite enjoyed, or in possibly put in better words, that we don't hate. Yeah, some of them are we don't hate. It? Some of them are genuine, like love and like. Um, and before we go into this, we we were talking about doing like an we were going to do like an Asian horror segment, um, which I was going to do. We're actually going to save that for Halloween because uh, it's too big of a segment for us to just throw in. Um, so none of these are um, remakes of Asian horror, are they, Terry? They are not, no. No, um, but we haven't forgotten about those. We are just looking at them at a different time. And then we also said for anything to be on one of our lists, we have to have seen the original and the remake. So yes. there might be some films that you would scream out should be on this, but if we haven't seen the original, we're not talking about it. So these aren't really in any order, but they are sort of in an order, but it could be changeable. So first up, we've got Amityville Horror. So originally out in 1979, starring James Brolin, I believe. It's been a long time since I've seen the first one. Yeah, it's a long time since I've seen Uh, it. Obviously, Josh Brolin's dad, just to tie it into previous episodes. And remade in 2005 with Ryan Reynolds and the girl you like. What's her name? Melissa George. Oh. You you do enjoy Melissa George. I do like Melissa George, yeah. It's funny, Terry, because I was actually um, staring at my triangle case the other day. That's a good film. Yeah. Well, let's I don't not, know why I like let's not so talk much. about Triangle. Uh, no, let's not talk about Triangle. Um, so, Amityville. <laughs> so, the first one is one of the films that I saw at probably a too young age. So, it's one of the films that put me off horror films. So, what? I actually didn't get into horror films until like my early 20s when I started at HMV because I watched some too young and it scared me and it put me off them. Like, oh, okay. Another one will come up. So, I just remember it being really creepy, really freaky. Mm. I have since watched it and it is, it's just got such a sort of. For what of a word, like a dirty feel to it, mm. I feel like that film, like it hasn't, 
I mean, the word aged hasn't well, but like that was a fucking sentence. It <laughs> all jumbled up, wasn't it? <laughs> it's not that it hasn't aged well, but, but you're like, so terrified. Yeah, they haven't like cleaned it up or remastered it or anything, so yeah. it's got like a gritty look to it, yeah, which yeah. I think helps with the feel of it. Um, the the remake I think is actually quite good. Ryan Reynolds in serious mode, hence he has a beard. Mm. Um, obviously has his shirt off for most of it as well. Is he chopping wood. Yeah, he has an point. he has an axe. Yeah, yeah. that's part of it. And I just remember the remake being quite creepy as well. They kept like that feel. And there's one bit where like there's a girl in the closet and she's got a hole in her head. And for some reason, the person pokes their finger in the mm. hole. And I remember feeling like a little bit sick at that bit. But yeah, it just has a really nice... They both have like a really nice vibe. I don't think I could pick one as being better than the other. I think they've both got... Obviously, the remake has better effects. Yeah. Whereas the original... As we've talked about before, I prefer practical over yeah. ridiculous CG effects. So that, for me... Works a bit better with that, but the scares are probably better in Amityville Horror. I what the remake? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we're talking about the same fucking film. <laughs> <laughs> this could <laughs> that could get long by the time we're on our fifteenth list, and I keep referring to them as the name of the film rather than. Um, rather frustratingly, when I was sort of going through some of my DVDs because I'm still in the process of moving um, a lot of my stuff over, I could only find my copy of Amityville Horror Two. Um, Is that the one with incest? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure I've actually watched Amityville 2. Um, but like Terry said, with the remake, it's got Ryan Reynolds and Melissa George in it. There are certain films I will watch because certain people are in them. I do have a massive soft spot for Melissa George. And I like she's just one of those actresses that, for me, makes a film better she's and just more dependable watchable. like she i don't think she's had like a breakout role yet but she's not bad in anything i just i just really really enjoy watching her and obviously ryan reynolds is inc- incredibly easy on the eye um they both are um so i i would enjoy watching that because i enjoy the leads if i was to pick one over the other i'm, I'm more inclined to go with the original just because i like the sort of feel of it yeah um i'd rather watch something a bit old and gritty than new but some new remakes are are better I, w- I would edge towards the original. Um, have you seen it, Dan? Do you, you look like you're about to pipe out. You look like you've... He unmuted no, himself. No, no, I yeah. unmuted myself because I'd stopped doing what I was doing. Um, I, I haven't seen either of them. So Get no. out. Moving but on, I know the, I know the Amityville story. Yeah. So... Um, I, it seems to have been done a lot, yeah. yeah. I've got a feeling I... In my youth, I might have read one of the books about mm. it. I have got a very tatty copy of the Amityville horror knocking around somewhere, as in the book. Um which I'll maybe try and dig out um, and have a little reread. So there is that. talk that this could be part of the Conjuring series as well. Yeah. Because obviously we've had one and two, whether they'll move on and move on to the Amityville. Because I think, isn't there like an Easter egg about Amityville in one of the Conjuring films? Ooh. Where they talk about the place where it is, I forget where it what is. What was the film? Weren't we talking about the Conjuring did, the other day um, and we were getting it confused with another film? They, kind of the Conjuring did The Enfield Haunting. That's yeah. the one. And then Sky made a series about The Enfield Haunting as well. Mm. What, with what's his face in it? Timothy Spall. Yeah. Was that Sky? Yeah. yeah. Um, I enjoyed that. Anyway, mm. moving on. So next up we have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So obviously originally from 1974, remade in 2003. So I've always enjoyed the original to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but it wasn't until a couple of years ago when me and Sonia saw a horror all-nighter at the Prince Charles Cinema in London and I saw Texas Chainsaw on the big screen that I realised just how good a film it was. Again, it's the feeling that film gives you it makes you feel uneasy from the get-go it's not even i mean like just like the dead armadillo on the road the look of it it's you just feel hot and sticky watching that film tobe hooper just did such a good job on the vibe and obviously leatherface himself you 
inspired by Ed Gein. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Um, but yeah, just such, just so uneasy. That ended is just so unnerving when you watch it. I say it wasn't until seeing it on the big screen that that really came home for me. And again, the sequel, it just sort of updates the effects a bit. So there's a lot, like there's a few more legs getting lopped off. So sequel or remake? Do remake. You mean? Sorry. We're just checking because there obviously there, are sequels. Yeah, there are many se- there's sequels to the remakes as well. But yeah. that, I mean, there's one particularly good bit in the remake where the hitchhiker gets in the car, shoots himself, and you like follow the bullet out of the back of his head, which I thought was like quite a nice shot. The way they did that, um, starring a young Jessica Biel as well. The remake. There's some good bits in it. I mean, there's a brilliant bit as well where he captures one of the guys and cuts his face off and starts wearing it to chase her. It's like her boyfriend, which is a, a nice touch. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, I would definitely on this one lean towards the original over mm. the remake. Your thoughts on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I, as far as I'm concerned, this film only deserves a place on the list for the original because um, it's one of my absolute, like, never my favourite horror movies, just favourite movies of all time. It's the very first, like, video nasty that I owned so my um i have a copy of this on old vhs in one of those really big old heavy weighty, cases weighty. yeah yeah yeah. One of the, like the sharp edges i remember going to like a a movie slash comic fair at um locally when i was living in uh, watford uh, with my dad when i was a teenager and it was coming up close to my birthday it was it was near halloween um and I there was a couple of films that I wanted to see um, and I and Texas Chainsaw was on the list and anyway we got talking to this guy that was selling the films and my dad sort of asked him if he had any like under the uh, shelf basic, basically yeah um, and the guy had a copy of Texas Chainsaw and Clockwork Orange and my dad said to me for my birthday that I could uh, I could pick one and I'm so um, I'm so pleased that I picked Texas Texas Chainsaw because I've since seen Clockwork Orange as well and I, I don't mind Clockwork Orange but it doesn't it, you know it doesn't really do anything for me like uh, Texas Chainsaw does but because it was banned at the time the guy literally put it in a plain brown bag and no word of a lie he passed it under the counter to us um, did you have was, to meet at dawn in a field and it was, exchange it because it was like set up in this hall because it was like an, a sort of a very early I guess sort of like comic and film convention um, the, really the traders had like trestle tables set up and stuff yeah and he, he did literally pass it and I remember getting home and my mum being absolutely furious that my dad had bought this for me she's like that's not suitable viewing for her um, and I had um, I would invite friends round and so I would only allow sort of like certain viewings of it because I was so worried that the tape was going to break so oh. I would try to make Try and get as many people around as I'd possible to watch it. I was just three thinking about that as a youngster. The amount of tapes I ruined watching them over yeah. and over again. Well, because that's the only way you could get it then. I mean, obviously now you could pick up on DVD like dirt cheap, but um, so I would I wouldn't just say like just let one friend come around and watch it. I'd be like, no, we've got to make this worthwhile. So I'd get like a group of friends around to watch it. I remember a group of friends being around to watch it once. And I could tell that none of them were interested in it. And I was so engrossed. And I think one of my friends actually got up to make her own lunch in the end. Like, this is at my house. Because she was getting really... And I was just like, I'm not looking away from this screen. I'm not looking away from this screen. Yep, absolutely love it. Dan, do you want to say anything? I've seen the original, I haven't seen the remake. Okay. So, yeah, it's a good one. Let's go. What's next? Uh, So, next up is The Evil Dead. Oh, lovely. So 1981 was the original. I mean, it was almost remade itself. Evil Dead 2 basically yeah. encompasses the Evil Dead and then moves it on a notch. And obviously remade in 2013. So this is one of the few remakes which I think makes me more unsettled than the original. I love the original. 
and again the practical effects the melting plasticine mm. the melting wax but it's just an, that's almost enjoyable whereas the remake is like genuinely unsettling there's bits in that where like literally made me feel sick to the pit where she's like carving her own face open mm. and bits mm. like that but it kept all of that sort of like the spirit of the original but just took it up a notch again this was more of a we can now do this properly whereas mm. it's not sort of taking the piss it's just we we can do it probably for less money than the evil dead actually cost but do it a lot better because of how good effects have got now and i just yeah. think it's so the makeup and it's so good to say just the things to do because i mean i'm not squeamish but for some reason the things that affect me are needles into skin mm. and like very subtle skin cutting so like, mm. if someone's having an arm locked off can watch it fine but when it's like someone cutting it like dragging yeah. like, blunt glass across skin like really makes me feel ill i mentioned one of my squeamish things in my list a bit later <laughs> it's like really simple but yeah. like because another thing that like i find older blood like so like when you're watching like a 1970s film and the blood is clearly plain plaint it's clearly paint. That makes me feel queasier now mm. when it looks really real and I don't know why. It's like when it's syrupy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always thought it was syrup as opposed to um, paint. But yeah, I, I love, again, I love The Evil Dead. Um, and I was, I was going to mention this when I was uh, talking about my lists, but um, it's kind of relevant now. I was talking to someone in the week. I think it was someone at work. It, it might have been Dan, I don't know. Um, but about when you watch certain films, depending on what age you watch a certain film, it yeah. kind of... Will affect you differently because you're you have like nostalgia feelings towards I mean, it. And like I say, with Amityville, that the original. Yeah, so fucked you me watched you kid. watched it young, um, but because of our age difference, I think um, if you watched it when you were seven, I was possibly in my teens when I saw it. But possibly, um, I was in my late thirties when I saw it. But I remember watching um, Evil Dead as a teenager again with my dad. So I think we can probably say that my love of horror comes from my dad, um, even though he doesn't really watch it now. But um, I remember going to the cinema to watch uh, The Evil Dead, not when it came out before anyone tries to be bloody clever with my age, but <laughs> up at the cinema when they were doing like um, like manager's choice specials and yeah. every, once a month they, they put on like an old movie because that's how I saw Pulp Fiction for the first mm. time as well. Um, <clears throat> um, and my dad took me to see Evil Dead. Um, so I have this kind of like nostalgia feeling towards it of going to see it in my teens with my dad because it was one of my dad's favourites. Um, and I, I, I just absolutely love Evil Dead and I thought that the Evil Dead remake as in the newer one not Evil Dead 2 because a few people have been in touch and said Evil yeah. Dead 2 as a remake of mm. Evil Dead 1 is um, you know a good remake but I think that the the recent remake that we're talking about is a solid remake of Evil Dead yeah. but I would still go for the original all day long oh yeah yeah depends on your mood if you're wanting to enjoy it I say for me the sec- the remake just is much more unsettling and unnerving and it possibly these remakes as well are just more accessible, I think, to a, a younger audience. So I don't want to generalise and say all younger horror audiences are going to only want to watch clean versions of things, as yeah. in cleanly films, not as in... Because a lot of young people would watch the Evil Dead and just go, it just looks shit. <clears throat> Whereas yeah. for us, say, preferring practical, but yeah. Yeah, 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 practical. Um, okay, what's next on the list? So next up is... Two of my favourite films, because I actually love both of these films, although, again, the original is the Halloween film. So, obviously, we have John Carpenter's version from 1978, which created the Slash film. I mean, I've already defended this film against someone calling it the worst film, Steve. Um, And then, obviously, in 2007, we got the remake by Rob Zombie, which 
did a little bit different so it actually showed young Michael a bit more so in the mm. original we see Michael in the first person kill his sister and then we cut to 30 years later or however long it is yeah. and it's the film whereas this we get to see a little bit of Michael why he is a lot of people I know don't like this film because like we talked about with Han Solo like, do we need that explained and I don't think that this film is trying to explain away why he's evil because in this film he's got a mum who loves him but he's got a shit stepdad his sister's a twat mm. And I don't think they're trying to explain away. They're just showing that he was fucked up from the start. It's just a little... Um, so when we we decided... We we pulled remakes out of the hat and we were very clear that we were going to do remakes, not reboots. And we when we posted online about what we wanted, we specified that a remake had to follow follow the same story, the same there or thereabouts, but hold, hold the original in high regard. Um... And, you know, so it doesn't have to be a frame-by-frame copy, but it is still following the same story. They can still add little bits or take Mm. little bits away. And I think with the Halloween remake, I actually think that bit added with young Michael is brilliant because the kid that plays young Michael... I don't know if I'm getting that first name right. He is fucking phenomenal in this film. He's so good. I mean, what a Because he plays... Because there's bits where he has to be, like, quite happy and quite jolly as a child. And there's bits where he's dead inside and he flips. Honestly, I mean, that kid, if you saw that kid... Because I rewatched this this week as part of this and there's a bit in it where he's killed his sister, he's killed the stepdad, he's killed the sister's boyfriend fucking brutally as well like they really amp up the sort of mm. gore. I mean he slits a throat smashes someone's head in and stabs up his sister but he's talking and obviously the whole premise of this is as a child he's completely forgotten when he's wearing the mask he's Michael Myers as we know him when he's not wearing the mask he's this little kid Yeah. and he's talking to the mum and he just says oh how's everyone at home and like he plays it so well and like Sherry Moon Zombie who's playing his mum like obviously is trying not to cry because she knows mm. everyone's fucking dead Yeah. Um, but yeah he plays it so well and then so something I'd forgotten, so there's actually two versions of this film, the remake. There's the uncut version, which is the only one you can get on DVD in this country. And then there's the theatrical cut, mm. which they had to make changes to the uncut version because of test screenings. But Rob Zombie, being Rob Zombie, who's confident in his vision, put them all back in for the DVD. So the one thing I don't like about the remake is how he escapes, which I think you had a problem with as well, if I remember so. So essentially an orderly at the mental asylum decides to rape a girl in Michael's room in Mm. front of Michael Mm. for no reason whatsoever. And that's how Michael escapes. In the theatrical cut, he's being moved as he is in the the original film and he just, he kills so many more people. He's all cuffed up and then he just smashes his cuffs. Mm. And I actually bought a a region one copy of the theatrical cut and it's so much better because that scene is so jarring. I mean, it's very Rob Zombie, don't get me wrong. It's very Rob Zombie. But it doesn't fit within this film, I don't think. It absolutely had no place. Now, I'm a massive, massive Rob Zombie fan, um, music and films, and I I love what he creates. And I I think that this is a classic example of holding the original in high regard because he clearly loves these films. that that scene was, I think, misplaced. So, like, there was a few too many of those types of scenes in Rob yeah. Zombie's films. It's the only thing I'd probably take out. Um, <clears throat> but I think very, very like, yeah, an amazing we, original. And I yeah, really, once we really get to remake. Haddonfield, in like I think in this film, it's sort of present day Haddonfield. It's very faithful to the original. Yeah. The way he goes about killing Laurie or trying to kill Laurie and the friends that is very faithful. I mean, there's one scene which is pretty much shot for shot with one of the friends where he pins him against the wall with the knife. Um, but yeah, no, I love both those films. Say so the original is just better because it created it. It's, mm. 
But I think Tyler Mayne does a very good job as Michael Myers. I think in mm. some a lot of the sequels, they didn't get Michael right. The mask wasn't right, whereas in this, he looked amazing as Michael Myers. Anything to add, Dan? No, no, I, I like the remake as well, and, and I love the original. Um, not, not much more to add than what you've said, really. I'm not as crazy about Rob Zombie's films as you are, but this was a authentic representation mm. of the original I think version. this was a more mainstream Rob Zombie film and again yeah. like this film I feel like the remake kept it a bit gritty as well I mean, it does a very good job in the prequel bits with young Michael like the making it feel like the 70s mm. as we've talked about for other films like really sets that scene quite well it's clearly a passion project that's, yes that's, yes, really that's exactly across. that's yeah, yeah. exactly um, so then next up we've already spoken about it so it yeah. So obviously originally made in 1990 starring the terrifying Tim Curry uh, and then remade last year starring Bill Skarsgård as the eponymous Pennywise. So this is the film that put me off horror films. I have very, very, very vivid memories. I mean, if it came out in 1990, I would have been six. And I What have, on earth were you doing watching that at I don't six? think I was six. when <laughs> I just have vivid memories of being in the front room, my sister watching it and him pulling Georgie into the sewer and his teeth coming out. Mm. But I remember more, so I obviously didn't leave at that point. <laughs> the bit that really fucked me up is when the picture comes to life. Mm. That's the bit that like that I remember that I haven't seen any more other than that. I've since obviously rewatched it and I still find it terrifying. But yeah, so that's one of the films that put me off horror films from the age of about eight till the age of twenty one. Interesting. Um, so it wasn't really until I got to HMV and obviously could get discount on films and when I first started HV, I worked in the stock room so every item of stock that was in that shop I touched so Ugh. a lot of it didn't make it to the shop floor because I was buying it oh I didn't make it to the shop floor because why <laughs> <laughs> let's just put it this way I spent a lot of money in HMV when I worked there I was probably the best customer of HMV here in Hempstead um, and then the remake I think again does a good job of holding the original deer but doing something differently so the biggest thing was going to be Pennywise because Tim Curry, he's such an underrated actor. He's done so many weird and wonderful, like playing Darkness in Legend where he's mm. essentially the devil. He plays that so well. And there's something stupid like Home Alone 2 where he's the concierge guy. He's brilliant in that as well. I but think in, you're forgetting his, uh, oh, and Rocky his Horror best role. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he's so good in it. And I mean, originally Will Poulter was signed up to be Pennywise. Um, oh, really? Which, yeah, it was very interesting. So that was bef- when it was, I fig- I can't pronounce the guy's name, Corey Fakamura or something like that, who did the series one of True Detective. He mm. was going to make it. He signed up Will Poulter. And then when they changed directors, there was the delay- a delay and Will Poulter couldn't do it anymore. And Bill Skarsgård came in. Was he doing Detroit? In. Potentially. Because mm. I thought it was interesting. Then seeing Detroit, you're like, yeah, he probably could have oh, played. Oh, God, yeah. He would have fucking... been a, an amazing and Pennywise. And apparently it got down to when they were recasting to Bill Skarsgård or Hugo Weaving. Was I think two. I read that somewhere. But they went with Bill Skarsgård because he could do funny and playful, whereas Hugo Weaving was just brooding <laughs> evil. It was just Agent Smith. <laughs> Basically, yeah, with, with his face painted. But no, I think the remake, I think Pennywise is a different kind of scary. Yeah. Um, there's some... One of, I've rewatched this as well. One of my favourite bits is so subtle. You've got... Um, ben is in the library reading up on Derry. And in the background, someone brings him a book like who you think is the library assistant. And in the background, while he's reading the book, you can see this person like contorting and staring at Ben. And it's so subtle, but so unsettling. I yeah. prefer stuff like that to out and out. Jumps, nah. yeah. Because that's my, not my problem, but my issue with this film is very generic scares. Mm. I feel like the original, 
which I, I, I have attempted to read the book, but it's quite long and I found it quite hard to get into. There's just like you've got werewolves in it, whereas in this one you've got a painting that comes to life that looks a bit funky. You've got a headless person running around. It just felt a lot more generic and quite CG heavy. Mm. Whereas the original was obviously all stop motion, the bit where he comes up in the shower and stuff like that. I just felt with this one, it there was elements of generic horror film, whereas the original Teddy series was just balls to the wall, everything that was in the book. But um, thoughts on you? Well. Um, Strapping. We go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'm a massive, massive Stephen King fan, um, and I am normally hugely disappointed with um, screen adaptations of his films. But it is um, one of his better known and probably better loved versions. There are good versions of Stephen King films, and actually, um, uh, there are good versions of Stephen King books rather. Um, and a lot of them I have, and a lot of them I do I do enjoy because I like the story. Um, the original uh, was a made for TV movie, yeah. I think, uh, really really long because I've got a double sided disc. Because um, I remember they a lot basically of, did the whole book in one go. Yes, yeah, so I remember a lot of them come, you come back and kind of go, oh, it, it just cuts out at certain oh, points. No, I like, remember you've got to turn it over. Working in HV and someone looking in the horror section going, oh, I can't wait till they bring the second part out because they've never turned years. their disc over. And I over. went up to them and went, you just need to turn the disc over. But I mean, what you know? What and they world? literally skipped out of the shot. I'm going to go watch the second half of it. Well, I don't need to know what happened. You know, what a world. You know, those double double sided DVDs, but. Um, Again, talking about nostalgia, it has a very special place in my heart. I do love Tim Curry. I mean, Tim Curry as Pennywise is the ultimate scary clown for me. I actually went to a Halloween party. I think you were there, Dan. Yeah. What did you go as? I was Dan Helsing. Oh, I've, Put a lot maybe, of effort into that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, Dan, I could yeah. dig out some of those pictures and we could share I've them. I've seen them fairly recently. Share them for the listeners. Yeah, Dan and I were at a Halloween party and I went as a version of Pennywise the Clown and... Um, my boyfriend at the time was giving me a lift and he was just like, I just can't look at you. I just can't <laughs> look at you. And I was halfway through doing my makeup at a friend's house who I didn't know until I was halfway through doing the makeup. She's terrified of clowns. And she was just like, she was like dry heaving in the corner because she was just like, you're making me feel ill. I don't, personally don't find clowns creepy. I find them fucked up. I'm, mm. But then, yeah. what, whatever. Um, so... Penny Pennywise Tim Curry doing Pennywise is absolutely perfect to me the remake um, with Bill Skarsgård doing it is I mean it just exceeded my expectations yeah, so much you go in expecting it to be okay but you're expecting him to not be as good but he I does it in his own his way his Pennywise the way they reinvented the drain Pennywise. scene but just the whole thing the whole look of him his costume and they brought it up to date and it's creepy and it's brilliant and um, I really, really, of, of all the films that we've listed there, with the exception of possibly Halloween, um, I quite like the Evil Dead one as well, but I think that, that with the exception of Halloween, I think it is probably my second favourite that you've mentioned from that list. Um, I, I, again, I would still go for the original um, because of the nostalgia thing, but I really think the remake is a really, really, really decent remake. Um, and... As, as horror fans, I think we were really pleasantly surprised oh, God, and yeah. happy to we actually came out, see... I think we were quite quiet when we came out because we were both just like, did we actually just watch a good film? Yeah, did we actually just see a good remake of a, of a film that we like? we interested to see if they can keep it up with Chapter 2. Yeah. Because if there's anything to be said negatively about the original, I do think it loses a bit of steam. I don't think the adults are as good as the children. Mm. Um, but obviously they've... I think they've now finished casting the film... 
Uh, Jessica Chastain's going to be in it, which is yeah, exciting because she's a very good that, actress. Yeah. Um, but no, I think I think it's really really decent. If you could sit, going back to Terry saying he found it hard to get into the books, I will say this. I, I've spoken to other people that agree. Stephen King books do start off a bit; they can be a bit yeah. tricky to get into. But once you get into them, I still them. own it. It's, but it is a big bugger. It, it's going to. Well, I look. I even looked, I even looked at buying the audio book because I do a lot of travelling on the bus. It's forty seven hours. Bloody hell. <laughs> Um, but no, it, I mean, definitely, definitely worth a read. It was quite interesting because I watched a few of the documentaries on it as well, and they actually filmed the Georgie drain scene last because okay. they wanted Bill Skarsgård to get a feel for the character because they knew that everyone mm. was going to be looking at the Georgie scene, so they wanted to give him a chance to get into it. And also, the way that Pennywise's eyes split and he looked mm. in different directions—that's Bill Skarsgård. That's not computer generated. Oh, he can like make his eye go off. Because apparently during... That's like, a party trick, they, isn't it? They cast him and they were do, talking like, oh, yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, and by the way, like I'm thinking in post we're going to add your eye looking the other way. He went, oh, what, like this? And just did it. Amazing. And that smile that he does... But Hugo really, Weaving can't do that. Yeah. His weird smile, that's not prosthetic either. He can do that smile. Oh. He can just flip his bottom lip down. But, yeah, no, it's... Gen- I want to go out for a drink with him. Yeah, he's very young as well. He was only born in 1990. I don't want to go out for a drink with him. <laughs> Um, he's practically a baby. <laughs> but obviously he's in Deadpool 2 as well. Deadpool 2 as well. He's the vomity one. Oh, of course, yeah. It was funny. Um, cool. Dan, so that's anything, our horror top five. Anything you want to add if we missed out a good horror remake? Um, Remember, you have to have seen the original and the remake. And the original and the remake. Careful, okay. what, can I just uh, show you something, Dan? I'm about to do... <laughs> <laughs> it. <laughs> Talking of horror. Sonia, just put it away. <laughs> Talking of horror, I'm about to do my list. And look at what's at the top, so keep your mouth shut about that, if you were <laughs> okay. going to mention that. Okay. Um, Dawn of the Dead? I think uh, that's, so that's on one of my list, mate. So okay, I'll shut up. Anything else you want to spoil? There was one. Uh, Fright Night. I really like the Fright oh, Night. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that, was on my, about that, that was on my long list. Yeah. It was a whittle down to a short list. Um, Colin Dave... Farrell's in the remake, isn't he? He yeah. is. Another good David Tennant role as well. Yeah. So that was quite good. Uh, the Crazies? Yeah, I like both of those, and they're quite good. I think the remake's better on that one, though. The yeah. original is much slower. It was uh, designed to be like wary of like the nu- the oncoming nuclear apocalypse at the yeah. time, wasn't it? So, um, and there's can I can I mention a bad one that I hang just... on, just make sure it's not on that list. <laughs> oh no, no, Dan's Dan has been asking if he could have a little rant about this. Do you want to save it for um, yeah. when I'm going through? Do you want to save word? it for his why list? Yep. Because I know that. you're building up about it. You can, I'll tell you what. The few, you can, he's gone such a shade of red. And if you know Dan, he's normally red anyway. You can <laughs> spend the time yeah. now just getting more and more angry about Shadow it. Boxing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't get now. too much of a sweat on. It's warm in this room already. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that was our horror uh, top five. Um, you know, let us know if, we, uh, if you agree, if you think we got it right. But again, if you want to pipe up, you have to have seen both versions. Yeah, yeah. Don't just come at us. Um, right, so now we're going to look at my top five. Is that right? Yep. Uh, so Terry and I have each done a top five as well. Um, so let's and neither a... of us know what's on each other's top five at this point either. I know what's on yours because you sent it to me. Plus I can see your book opposite me. Yeah, well, you didn't want to duplicate. So I, Okay, I don't know what's on Sonia's list. So Terry sent me his top five because we didn't want to duplicate. But actually there was no chance of us duplicating at all because I don't think I've seen... I've seen one of those. I could t- 
what both of them or yeah. you've only seen one of all of them I've seen only only one film the remake and the original uh, right so my my top five okay I'm going to start with uh, Poltergeist um, hmm. 1982 and 2005 um, 2015 sorry I can't read my own handwriting <laughs> yeah because those ones and zeros really um, like... terrified me though <laughs> did you feel sorry. really old for yeah. a second <laughs> yeah Sorry, I was actually looking at the one below it as well. Um, so, big fan of the original um, and kind of ties into something that we were talking about a few weeks ago when we were talking about Stranger Things. I and Terry... Sorry, Terry wasn't at this one. When I went to see the um, all-nighter at Prince Charles... Um, <laughs> you went without me. Um... I went to see an all-nighter at Prince Charles of films that inspired Stranger Things and Poltergeist for me is a real sort of like obvious inspiration um, for Stranger Things, especially with the way that um, Will trans um, communicates with his mum in Stranger Things is very similar to the way the little girl, whose name I can't remember. No, she's got like, a very like tragic a double, story in real life as well. Yeah, double-barreled name. Um, anyway, so the little girl... Uh, the way she translates with her parents and her family um, in Poltergeist, sort of like through the TV. So essentially, a family move into a house. If you if you haven't seen Poltergeist movie, um, family move into a house um, and it's haunted by um, a, a host of ghosts. Um, and the youngest daughter, there's a young girl, a young boy, and then an older sort of teenage uh, daughter. And the young girl is sort of like pulled into this like, I guess, uh, nether world. And she translates with her, uh, sorry, she communicates with her family. Possibly through, one of the most parodied things. Through the mm. TV. Um, the, and I'd, I'd seen it before. I'd seen it, you know, um, possibly on video when I was younger, DVD as I was a bit older. But to see it on the big screen um, last year, I have to say it was actually, you know, it was just, such a, that whole all-nighter um so i've really got to like give praise to prince charles i don't i don't know who came up with that list of films that inspired stranger things um i imagine it's probably an interview with the creators yeah, poss possibly. they were quite open with like their influences um but six movies that inspired stranger things and they were absolutely bang on all of them um but but poltergeist on a big screen really really was amazing just like the whole atmosphere watching it, it was just really super creepy um and the the remake in 2015, with um, brilliant Sam Rockwell in it, um, I, I just think was a decent remake. I, I thought that, you know, I'm still going to pick the original over the remake, but as remakes go, I thought I really thought it was okay. And also what I really, really liked about it, Terry, was for a, for a more recent film, it's still not that long. Mm. Yeah, yeah? No. so still me like, and Dad were talking about this in the car actually that films these days are all really long they're, they're just, all two they're just hours they're too long they're all too bloody bloody long right so you can watch the theatrical cut around 90 minutes or you can watch the extended cut around 100 minutes if I turn over a DVD or a Blu-ray case and it says nine, running time 90 minutes I'm like that is yeah. definitely yeah. getting Netflix, a Netflix if you're listening we want that as a category on Netflix films that are 90 minutes I don't care yeah. the genre if it's under 90 minutes I'll yeah. give it a crack it's a um, but I really really and I, but I what I really really liked about it was I thought that the kids were really good in it and I I think it's so hard when you've got... That is got, the struggle with a lot of films, the shit When you've got actors. kids in it, and you certainly if they're taking on a lead role, the kids in it were just really good. And I just I just think that the Poltergeist remake is a decent remake. So, I mean, this is possibly where you said like you really felt connection with it at the big screen. 
I have seen Pottergeist. I wasn't blown away by it, but I saw it at, at an older age, so I don't know because mm. it it is it's not a kid's film, is it? But it is a sort of more light-hearted horror film, isn't it? Uh, in what way? I thought it was meant to be like a bit more child-friendly as a horror film. It I was, might be making it was this up. Build as that, yeah. And then what they made was terrifying at the time. I think, yeah. Okay. yeah, it was, yeah. So it was, I yeah. I saw it on like quite a small screen, mm. like a small TV. I didn't think it was bad. There's obviously some nice creepy moments. I mean, looking up, it's actually Tobe Hooper that directed it as well. Yeah, you say Tobe, I say Toby. I thought it was Tobe. Let's call the whole thing off. Uh, and written is it by... Bassinger or Basinger, Dan? I say Bassin. I say Basinger now, but that's what because... because Terry says Basinger. No, because because you know I don't want to offend her, and obviously she listens to the podcast. Yeah. Number um... one fan, uh, and written by Steven Spielberg as well. Mm. But as we say, it's, I think it's hard because I'd probably seen the film after I'd seen it parodied on Family mm. Guy and on The okay. Simpsons and stuff like that. So that's possibly played into it. The remake, I thought, was quite standard as a remake. But then if I'm not holding the original in high regard, that mm. could be why. I don't think it was, again, it wasn't about anything with Sam Rockwell and it's not going to be bad. But I felt it was very, nothing surprised me about it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I would I mean, watch per- either of yeah. them again. So when... When Terry sent me the list of like the horror movies that we were going to cover on the top five, I was quite happy for those because I wanted to keep Poltergeist for my for my own list. Personally, that top five, I would have put Poltergeist above Amityville and Texas only because, I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is an amazing film. The remake, um, for me, I would have put Poltergeist above that. I, I just thought the Poltergeist remake was... I don't think they're bad. Right. I just they're not something that I hold dear. I like Poltergeist a lot. Um... Okay, moving on. And this is where I got my years mixed up, only because I looked at two O's right beneath it. Uh, True Grit, 1969, and then remade in 2001. I've um, only seen the remake. Oh, my God. Um, I I love, love, love both versions of this film. The remake is just... Jeff Bridges is all you need to know. Coen Brothers? I, yeah. Yeah. Josh Brolin in it as well? Oh, well Osh, yes, Osh he up. is. And Matt Damon. So, I right. You said it wrong, Sonia. I'm not doing it. Anyway, so um, right, so let's talk about let's talk about True Grit. So um, the 1969 version, obviously with John Wayne in it, I absolutely you went through a right John Wayne phase. I do, yeah. I I, so I was telling someone at work about this. I do enjoy John Wayne films. I haven't seen all of his films. I do enjoy John Wayne westerns. Let's be specific. Um, Again, it's a nostalgia thing. John Wayne reminds me of my granddad. So it's that's exactly why I love it. And and there's a, a closing line in the original, and I'll be honest, I don't know if it's the closing line in the remake, um, which also reminded me of my granddad. <coughs> so if you haven't seen True Grit, um, you've got a marshal and a ranger, and they help um, a teenager, uh, Matty Ross, um, her name is. Is it a girl find, in the original as well? Yep. Um, find the killer of her dad. Um the remake is is almost like a frame by frame remake of the original. Um it's I, I just absolutely love it. I think it's fantastic. And I think that the remake was excellently casted. Yeah, um, Hayley spe- Stainfield. Especially the girl. I mean Amazing. just brilliant. Um but yeah, John Wayne as um oh god what's his name? Rooster Cogburn, yeah, Coburn. Because yeah. um, there was, didn't they make a sequel to the original, mm. or other films starring yeah. the character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the remake is so so good. I'm pretty sure Dan would agree that he likes 
I take it you like True Grit. Yeah, I, I, I love the Coen Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch anything they do. Yeah. Coen Brothers, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. Winning combination. Um, but yeah, the clo- so the closing line in the original, um, come see an old fat man sometime. Um, as he as he rides off, and I just think, oh my god, that that's my granddad. I take away the horse. Um, I just I absolutely love it. And interestingly, I was listening to a little clip of a um, interview with uh, sorry Bruce. I want to say it was Bruce Campbell, maybe, but someone else described John Wayne exactly the same way. Just he goes, oh, he's just an old fat man. Um, and then they, they also enjoyed watching any western with him in it because they just enjoyed watching this old fat man. So um, yeah, a nostalgia thing for True Grit the original remake solid really 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 good um the next one i've got on my list is beauty and the beast um 91 and then 2017 now there's lots of hate for this on imdb and um there's also lots of love for it on imdb now let me just firstly say that beauty and the beast the 1991 uh version is my favorite disney film mine too um i adore it I thought the remake was just very, very well done. Um, I went to saw it, see it in IMAX and I thought some of the spe- scenes in it were spectacular um, in film version and new, just just done in the new way, especially the uh, Be Our Guest sequence. So um, Beauty and the Beast, I remember when it, um, when it came out, and I would have had it on video, and it was one of the first. I films. remember getting it on a pirate DVD on a pirate video. And I remember so. buying it as one of the first um, Disney Blu-rays that I owned, and then it was deleted for a very, very long time because Disney used to have this habit of uh, deleting their classics for a number of years to make them more desirable. I think so that when they were reissued, people would go mad for them. So it happened with Beauty and the Beast and Lion King. I think it was deleted for ages, but it was the first um, animated full-length feature that was um, nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, I didn't realise that. Um, it didn't. It didn't win, but it did win um, best song and score. Um, and also, one of my other favourite um, things about Beauty and the Beast is that my one of my absolute favourite uh, Simpsons moments is when they do "Be Our Guest," but they do <laughs> "See My Vest." Yeah. Um, by Montgomery moment. Burns, which is one of the best Simpsons moments ever. And I remember seeing that for the first time, like, "Oh my God, it's Beauty and the Beast!" And I think off off the um because the film had done so well and because it had been oscar nominated the simpsons obviously had to do a nod to that brilliant brilliant song in the film i be our guest the song that won best oscar no it uh it was the song beauty and the beast um i think now when i mentioned this you won't be able to see this because this is uh you know podcast land when I mentioned Beauty and the Beast, Terry and Dan both did roll their eyes. I really, really, really liked the remake. I thought it was absolutely charming. I thought it looked amazing on the big screen. Why did you both roll your eyes? I think it's fine. It's not on my wireless because I knew you were going to put it on your list. But for me, it's just a, why make a five-star film? If they'd have done something, so obviously Disney are now remaking all of their films in live action and they're mixing it up like Jungle Book. They removed all of the music. And I think if they'd done that with Beauty and the Beast and made it like a film, it made more sense but just making it live action for me it's why it's, it's perfectly decent film but it's nowhere you were never going to beat the original i'm not no i'm not saying it's better than the original no it's just i i don't get why and ewan mcgregor is a french lamp i just don't know the funny it. thing with ewan mcgregor as a french lamp is his wife is french and apparently he yeah. really struggled with the french accent and he, had <laughs> he to... swings into mexican at 
points. Yeah, he had to uh, re like basically re-record his all of his lines afterwards um, because he had so much trouble. Um, and he was also apparently a bit uh, embarrassed about dancing in front of people, so he could only do it in front of the film crew. Um, everyone else had to be removed actor. from the room. He'll happily get his todger out on every film, though. Yeah, but I guess it's just yeah. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not embarrassed about his willy. I wouldn't be if I now ever. Um, you would be. <laughs> We're all embarrassed about your willy. Anyway, we'll can we just? Can start. we just? You know, no, no, for me, it's just it's a perfectly good film. If they'd never made the original, I think it would be brilliant. But for me, it's just it's just going up against a brilliant film that's just never going to win against. I um well no it's not but I I think you could argue that with most of the films we've mentioned possibly but um, just I for would, this I would say that um I, I don't get the whole Disney thing of remaking everything in live action to be honest um money yeah. well yeah but I mean like doing the Lion King that's literally got to be a hundred percent CGI surely because you're gonna have lions talking um just makes no sense I, I was so I I nearly put another another Disney film in but I didn't have. Um, time to rewatch it, and I wanted to be able to um, talk about it a bit more in depth rather than just kind of go, oh yeah, I kind of remember this being great. And it was 101 Dalmatians, so I will just give a notable mention to a live action um, version of a Disney film, which I would probably go. I would, I would always watch the animated Beauty and the Beast over the live action, but the live action 101 Dalmatians with Glenn Close that as very good. Cruella. Mm. Um, I would probably watch that over the animated version of 101 yeah, Dalmatians. she ups the ante with can I just Can I also just say as well, I'm a massive Disney fan, so I, am, I do love all Disney films. Um, so there's never going to be an instance where I, I would not want to watch a Disney film. Um, but yeah, the 101 Dalmatians remake I thought was really good as well. I just didn't get a chance to re-watch it, uh, which is why Beauty and the Beast made it onto my list instead because I've watched that very recently because I did go back and watch it as part of the IMAX festival at um, Cineworld recently. Uh, Dan, do you want to say anything about it before I move on? No, I, I, I you're not going to like this. I'm not that big a Beauty and the Beast fan in right. general. Seriously, we said it once already, get out. <laughs> we don't have to like the same No, things. I know, I know. So I've, I've never watched the remake. That, that's, that's the that's big fine. thing. That's fine. Yeah. If it's not, you know, it's not your thing. It's not your thing, is it? Hmm. Um... Okay, next one, and this is where we do, where I get to mention my my thing that makes me squeamish, because um, it was really hard for me to rewatch. Um, the Fly. Um, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So, nineteen fifty eight uh, versus. I couldn't remember if I'd seen the original or not to put it on any lists. I think I have. Um, so, nineteen fifty eight, um, The Fly, um, starring Vincent Price. Probably most people would say Vincent Price, but he's not uh, really the main the main part of this film. So, if you um, if you don't know the story of the fly, a, um, a scientist, let's call him an eccentric scientist, um, creates a teleportation device um, and essentially he puts himself in it. A fly is also in it, which he doesn't realise, and then it, it, it ensues. Well, in the first one, um, or in the 1958 version, it's a simple um, head swap. Oh, yes, oh yeah. yes, I have seen it. Because you remember that scene at the end? It, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but yeah, okay, I remember well then, like um, it, it's quite it's quite a good scene, <laughs> quite a good scene at the end where he's stuck in the stuck in a spider's web, and it's a it's a fly with the uh, the man's head, um, so it's obviously tiny, and he's just like help me, help me, and they put like a comedy sort of like high pitched voice on it, but um, at the, you know. At the time, um, you know, and given that the, uh, you know, the effects in 1958, I think the head swap worked absolutely fine. He's got like a fly's head um, and he's got um, like one hand slash 
uh, claw. Um, he does keep um, sort of like a towel or something over his head the whole time. So when his um, wife goes into the lab, um, she can't she can't see him and then you know the towel comes off the head and she sees him and it's a scream and that's a big like image from the the cover or most of the scene um what i will quickly say about this i i managed to pick up a blu-ray version of this i don't know where from um but i think the, it was a hate to rethink because i think that's no, how I, I didn't got it. i didn't get it from from work i got it from somewhere else i picked it up cheap somewhere um wasn't really expected but i, I picked it up just because it was on blue and i just thought oh, you know just upgrade um but actually, the transfer is is amazing. I actually paused it at one point to make sure I was watching the right thing because I thought it looked too new. <laughs> and I was just like, they put the wrong sodding disc in um, because the picture looked so, so crisp. Um, so really, really good. So if you see the, the original fly on Blu-ray, uh, pick it up because I picked it up for not much money and the picture is really, really good. Um, and then you've got the remake in 1986. Um, uh, David Cronenberg directed it. Um and it's got uh, Jeff Goldblum in it and his then girlfriend uh, Gina Davis. Um, they're not married in it. They're more they they meet so that to update the story, um, they they don't start off as a couple. She's a journalist and she's going to write a piece about him, um, and then they they sort of end up becoming a couple. But obviously, then the effects in the the oh, 1986 yes, so version of The Fly, they take it one step further. So rather than being a head swap, this is when the, the human and the fly are actually like assimilate. Yeah. And he um, slowly and becomes... And he slowly, slowly becomes um, the so fly. So well So the, the bit that made me really squeamish was when his fingernail came off. Oh. I thought it was going to um, be the vomit. When his fingernail came off. So, um, no, the vomit thing was fine. So he did the, the fly thing of... Um, sort of like vomiting to sort of like mush up his food and that's how he ate so actually one thing that I did I love, as much as I love the effects in the remake um, I genuinely can't remember what I put as my number one over the page um, with the original when he's eating so the flies vomit on their food before they eat and he in the original he keeps his head covered to do this because it's kind of gross and I quite liked the fact that He's appreciating, oh, God, I'm having to vomit on my food before I eat it. It's kind of, I'm going to keep You'd my head... dignified. I'm keeping it? my head covered so my wife doesn't see this. Whereas in the remake, Jeff Goldblum's going to like, hey, Gina, baby, look what I can do. <laughs> and, um, yeah, she's just like, oh, dear God. Um, but the effects um, in the Fly remake, I mean, as as horror fans as we are and as gore, as a gore fan as I am... Um, just just amazing the guy still stands that, up to that as well i think definitely the the, especially you know we, we do love the practical effects and um i didn't know this um until i watched the special special features that the guy who did the effects is the guy who created the gremlins Ooh. yeah so he as well as doing the creepy gremlins he made gizmo and it's just like oh my god he made that cute thing and then he did this um <laughs> so his and also another what i absolutely loved about this um, the guy's name is Chris Wayless. I think I'm saying his name right. He was the first name credited at the end of the film. And um, and he won the Oscar for Best Makeup for that film. And uh, very, very much deserved, I think. Oh, very much um, so. If you love horror and you love gore, that Fly remake. And I'm. this is probably the first one I'm going to say remake better than the original. I mean, I... Mm. I don't have. I think I have seen the original, but I don't remember. But yeah, I can't imagine a sixties version or however it was being better than that because that is. Yeah, but again, be, they have a certain. They have a certain. Just kind because of obviously, charm. like you say, the gore side of it 
Yeah, but it, it, it all depends on what you want. So I did prefer that he kept his head covered in the original, but then it was kind of too good to keep him covered. I mean, just the way they took, just take it one step further. Yeah. In the remake, but yeah, really decent. Okay, so then my... And I haven't really done the minute. I say this would be a tie for number one. The fly is amazing, but then my... My number one that I've put is um, High Society. And it wasn't until earlier in this week when we announced that we were doing remakes. I even knew that High Society was a remake. So I rushed out to watch the original. So High Society is a musical remake of the film Philadelphia Story, which was a Broadway show as well. Um, so essentially, High Society is a story about a spoilt rich girl who's engaged to be married and on the eve of her wedding, she has to basically choose between the guy she's going to marry, her ex-husband, and a reporter who's turned up to cover the um, cover the story. Um, I love musicals, and High Society is an absolute joy to behold. Um, now, Debbie got in touch um, about this one as well, and I've actually saved her message because um i know it's her like favorite film so i actually just wanted to read what um what debbie sent us because i think she could probably put into words about high society better than um i could um so high society made in 1956 remake of the philadelphia story has possibly the coolest and most amazing cast of all time bing crosby frank sinatra i'm not a fan of frank sorry debbie um, Grace Kelly, Celeste Home and Louis Armstrong. No other film can make me feel as wonderfully happy and as contented as High Society does. I'm not embarrassed to say that I cry happy tears all the way through it. The film means the world to me. I can recite every word said by every character. High Society is bright, light-hearted, funny, refreshing and sensational. Um, I know it's one of Sonia's favourites too. I doubt I will need to explain the plot. Um, she does then go on to explain the plot. Um, <laughs> Um, she also points out that you have a an amazing soundtrack written by Cole Porter. I'm only going to mention... Uh, well, you've got this... No, actually, I'm going to mention a couple of songs because High Society is an extravaganza. Okay, so Grace Kelly's in this. This was her last film before she retired because obviously she married the Prince of uh, Monaco. Um, the song that she sings with Bing Crosby... Bing Crosby plays her ex-husband. Uh, the song True Love um, actually went platinum. They were presented with platinum discs... And a little interesting fact I read, it was the only time a platinum disc has been presented to uh, sitting royalty mm. because she was royalty at the time she was presented with it. But the song that I absolutely must uh, mention is the song Well Did You Ever, um, which is the, the first time, I don't know if it's the only time, that Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra sang together. Um, and it was realised as the filming was coming towards an end that they didn't actually have a song together. So the song was um, actually taken from something else, another film, another show. Um, and it's absolutely brilliant. It's easily one of my most played films. I bought the soundtrack to the film for that song. It's an amazing, amazing song. It's an amazing film. And as I've just said about The Fly, High Society is better than its um, original, The Philadelphia Story. Um, James Stewart won uh, an Oscar for... Best actor in the original, um, which is quite interesting because I don't feel that he was a lead in it. I think that all the guys were possibly like supporting roles in it. Um, but yeah, huge, huge fan of High Society, and that's what made it number one um, on my list of remakes. Lovely. And stuff. plus the fact that, that until a week ago, I didn't even know it was a blooming remake. Um, Everything's so yeah. coming up Millhouse for you. Oh, then. it really was. And Oh my god, I love High Society. If you take anything away from this show, go home and watch High Society. It's uh, not seen it, so I shall have to. It's an absolute belter. 
Um, okay, so I've waffled on um, self-indulgently for quite long enough. Okay, so we, we're gonna we're gonna um, have a short break now, and we're gonna come back and record a second bit because Terry and I have actually got a few weeks off, so we're gonna um, uh, release this in two parts. So um, social media, you can get in touch with us. Um, theatrical cut pod on Instagram. Theatrical cut on Twitter. I'm Mallory underscore watches on the Instagram. Terry is prefax on Instagram. He's also prefax on Twitter. I'm bloody Mallory on Twitter. The mother pod is TMTOOH on the Instagram. 2MTOOH on the Twitter. Facebook's Facebook. Just look us up. Um, but we don't care too much for it. Um, thank you so much for listening to part one. We're going to go off, do um, probably make a fresh brew and come back for part two. We'll be back in a couple of minutes, but we'll see you next week. Thanks, bye. Say bye, Dan. Bye. Bye. I waved.